0: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hey, I'm Rowan Hall. And I'm Tracy Harrison. And we're the hosts of the Willing and Fable Podcast, where we tell you sometimes spooky, always interesting stories from around the world. Think ancient myths like King Midas, Anubis, and Valhalla, or scary tales like Frankenstein and the Winchester Mystery House. And the shocking true histories
0: of Sleeping Beauty,
1: Bloody Mary, and the Saint of 5,000 Women.
0: So check us out wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And we'll see you soon, okay? friends how are you all Tis the month of halloween yes it's the whole month not just the 31st because it's a celebration of all things spooky and not just an excuse for me to snack on chocolates every day to those of you who are listening to this not in october i'm still eating chocolate don't worry Me and the furry crew have returned from the Bermuda Triangle. Actually, we got back a wee while ago. And at the moment, it's just me and Finn in Casa CK. Bobby and Castiel have gone on a heavy metal boot camp. We were in the Bermuda Triangle for a fair while, playing arcade games, pool and a lot of air hockey. Anyway, the point is, Bobby and Cass felt that while they loved every second of our amazing journey, they needed to catch up on their training. So they've gone away for a week to a heavy metal boot camp. It's a place that hard rock and heavy metal loving cats go to get some intense training done using the moves and music of heavy metal. Some examples of which are using core strength while crowd surfing, working the triceps and biceps by throwing the heavy metal sign in various positions, and, of course, the strengthening of the neck muscles by banging that head to a variety of hard rocking tunes. Ray. Ah, Ray. Ray is in Las Vegas at the moment. She's there with King Tuna Third, with a hint of spring water, King Tuna's partner, Queen Dreamy's first of the ball of string, and their two offspring, Mandy and Sandra. They have, of course, gone to see their saviour, the Barry Manilow, in his Vegas residency. They've been sending us back Snapchats and having an absolute blast. So for the time being, it's me and the wee man. And it will be me and the wee man who are going on the next adventure. I've already spoken to the girls about it and they're happy enough to be doing their thing. And you really think Ray was going to give up the chance to see the Barry? Nah. I can only sit and be for so long at home. We needed the rest after the Bermuda Triangle, but getting antsy again, and I was looking into things that may be worth investigating, and I realised that I really enjoyed the mystery side of looking for the answer to the Bermuda Triangle. So it wasn't long before I knew what would be a very cool thing to do, and that was to investigate the mystery of the Roanoke Colony.
1: Holy moly!
0: And now, Murthers, Merthyroonies, Merthyr, Roonies, Merthyr It's time to learn about the Roanoke colony. Fetch your learning hats. I have mine here. Yep, that's the one. CK, over to you. Thanks, intro man good to hear from you. I have my learning hat right here. Gotcha. Cheeky scamp. Ah, here it is. The mystery of the Roanoke colony has been one that has perplexed and interested people for literally hundreds of years. At its most basic explanation... It's one of the largest cases of missing persons in history. But there are so many more theories out there. Much like the Bermuda Triangle, there are some theories that are feasible, and some that are. But, is how me and the furry crew live our lives, so we never rule anything out. Let's take it back. Way back to the beginnings of the Roanoke mystery, when it wasn't even a mystery, and just some land that held potential futures for some folk from England. Now there had been a previous attempt to colonise Roanoke by the English, but that went badly. It was the attempt that began in 1587 that we're going to look into. England May the 8th, 1587, 117 hopeful colonists, 91 men, 17 women and 9 children, sailed for America aboard three ships to head to Roanoke, which is, in current day terms, part of Dare County in North Carolina. These three ships carried more than just folk who were going to take what was in America and bring it back to England, this was a genuine attempt to start a colony that would be a beneficial situation to the new arrivals and the locals. Two people in particular are credited with this idea, Thomas Harriet, a scientist, and John White, a painter. These two had a much more progressive attitude when it came to the natives who were, of course, already on the land, or as it was with Roanoke, in the surrounding areas. Thomas and John were sure that it could be a long-term sustainable place. This was thought of as ridiculous by people including Sir Walter Raleigh. But eventually, they got the funding and the go-ahead and off they went. They arrived in July and it started badly. The locals remembered the treatment they had received previously and fearing the same launched an attack. Eventually the locals fell back and the occupants of the ships made their way onto Roanoke, where it got worse. They found that they were too late in the year to grow crops. It was the wrong season. And of course, they weren't going to receive help from the locals, which was very understandable. What happened next was that John White said he would go back to England to bring back supplies as urgently as possible. They had enough food for the next wee while to keep them going. This is where it gets even worse. When White got back to Plymouth, England were having a big time war with Spain and Queen Elizabeth I demanded that all ships be used for that instead. So instead of White returning to Roanoke after two or three months, it was 1590, three years later, that they managed to return. It's from this point on where the mystery side of Roanoke begins. When the ship with John White and the others arrived they saw smoke rising from the colony which they actually took as a good sign. It wasn't a billowing plume. It just looked like cooking or maybe just a camping fire. When they got into dry land though oh boy everyone was gone. There was no sign of a human being alive or dead. This included Virginia Dare the daughter of Eleanor Dare Eleanor had been pregnant when they came out to Roanoke in 1587. Now Virginia was the first to be born from English parents in America, and it's also her that Dare County is named after. The smoke that they had seen was from rotting grass and trees burning. No people, though. Although this wasn't a case similar to that of the Mary Celeste. So just as a quick historical aside, in 1872... The Mary Celeste, or the Marie Celeste, was found drifting midway between the Azores and the coast of Portugal. When boarded, it was found to have no crew, no bodies, meals were half finished but not rotting, personal items were still there, basically it seemed as though the crew had simply vanished, not long before the ship was found. That case still remains unsolved. It would seem that insurance fraud is the most likely theory. However, other theories include the kraken and alien abduction, which makes me consider doing that case somewhere down the line. However, my point is that while the Roanoke colony had no inhabitants, cabins had been ransacked, items of value were missing, and there was a general sign of upheaval. Obviously, foul play was thought to be the case, until they saw the carvings on the trees. Two different words. One, Croatoan. And the other was a shortened version. Crow. C-R-O. Their hopes were actually increased by this, because the Croatoan were a small native tribe who were actually allies of the English and lived just 50 miles away. So the assumption was, Roanoke and the Croatoans had now combined forces to work and live together. So John White decided to sail down there. But the bad luck continued. There was a severe storm. Some of the crew perished, and the ship was, I'm not sure if this is a technical term, knackered. Eventually, the remaining ships left the colony without finding any of the inhabitants and without knowing what actually happened to the over 100 people who were there. Now, as I mentioned, there are a lot of theories as to what happened in Roanoke. There are some that are grounded in a feasible reality. But when did being grounded in reality ever cross the minds of myself and the furry crew? Exactly. This is where Mirth's logic takes over. Reality? Tosh. Feasibility? Pa. Here in Casa CK, We like to look beyond the standard and see the beauty of what is beyond. Just because something on the surface seems like one thing, doesn't mean that beneath it lays something wondrous and new. Never just take things at face value. Always look beyond. This is, partly, why we learn by reading, but it's also just fun. It's also why we in Casa C K started to find out about the so-called monsters out there. Were they really monsters? Turns out, not really. Remember Terry the Yeti? I mean, I'm not saying there isn't. just haven't met one yet. So what's next then? Well, me and the wee man have done some studying and have come up with some theories. But for these theories to be tested, we're going to be engaging in just a little bit of time travel. Luckily, there are plenty of maps of the Roanoke Colony as to how it looked back in the day. Nothing the English liked better when doing a little bit of invading was to get maps done. Did I say invading? I meant exploring. The reason the maps are handy is that me and the boy are going to take the crypto cycle. Plotting a landing point is going to be very straightforward, partly due to the map and partly due to us arriving there just a day after John White and the ships head back to England after giving up on finding anyone. It's harder to bump into someone when there are no someones to bump into. Before we actually found out what the secret of the Bermuda Triangle was, I was absolutely certain it was a massive alarm system created by Atlanteans. Of course, I was way off. In my defence, alien cats from Pluto weren't on anyone's list for the secret of the Bermuda Triangle. So this time, I do have a favourite theory, but I'm keeping that one quiet for the time being, unless it's correct and then I'm totally taking credit. Added to that, though, is that I'm not taking anything for granted, theory-wise. It is now time to prepare the crypto cycle. We have a tent. I say tent. It's more of a luxury canvas cabin. Okay, it's a cabin. Did I use magic on it? Maybe. We also have a vast range of food supplies that stretches from egg and cress to salmon and cream cheese sandwiches. And all that lay between the two. Plus plenty of Pepsi Max and a third of dollop of treats for the kiddo. Finn is in the sidecar, helmet on, belt across him, headphones in his ear holes and listening to Disco? Judging by his Travolta arm moves from Saturday Night Fever, that would make sense. I don't listen to music when we time jump. Need to focus on the instruments, just in case something occurs. A tap on Finn's helmet. Be good, wee man. He nods his affirmation without missing an arm point. So with destination coordinates inputted, Finn secure, and sandwiches even more secure. We've arrived. It's the 20th of August, 1590. Thursday. About lunchtime. Time for (laughs) saranese. Me and Finn left the crypto cycle by a tree and covered it with our camouflage. Perhaps not necessary, but can't hurt to be safe. We've also had some saranese and a bit of a sit down as we eyeballed our surroundings. Green. Is the word that springs to mind and another word is unkempt and while there is a lot of green it still looks unhealthy to be fair some of it had been burnt and by john white's accounts been burning for a while we stood up and brushed off the crumbs that had escaped and decided to have a wee wander round. the roanoke colony itself wasn't that big eight miles by two Pretty big for the amount of people who were here, but not too big to investigate comfortably. For now, we're just going to walk around and later we can toot around on the cryptocycle. We saunter along, not looking for anything specifically, just taking in the atmosphere and getting used to the heat. It's toasty warm. Hence the sauntering. After about half an hour or so, we actually found the abandoned houses. And the term fixer-upper would be a massive stretch for these places. Doors hanging off hinges, holes in walls, charred marks where fire had been used. Not a great look. We walked up the steps to one and had a looky round inside. It looked like several goats had rampaged through here. You know how goats can get, and it won't be on the cover of homes and gardens not just because that magazine won't be around for a few hundred years. Finn was having a good sniff and stepping carefully. He seemed calm, and nothing that was going up his dog sniffer was causing him any form of concern or discontent. This place, while looking like a really narked tornado came steaming through it, seemed peaceful. Normally one of us can feel a vibe or sensation that makes her hackles or raise or hair stand on end. Never mind. What's up, wee man? Is it Timmy down the well time? We decided to call the time when Finn gets the scent of something the Timmy down the well time, after the old trope from the Lassie movies, when she was trying to warn the humans that, well, someone had normally fallen down a well, and they needed help. Clumsy Timmy. Finn looked up briefly and nodded. Then he got his hooter down again to keep at the scent and see if it could be followed. As he moved forward, sniffing away, it would seem that it could. Lead on, wee man. Let's see what we have here. As you probably all know, dogs have a remarkable sense of smell. Finn has more than your best-smelling dog, as it were. He's learned a lot of cryptids, monsters, and now alien cats. So I'm always curious as to what will be at the end of his search. This time is no different. He definitely has the scent strongly in his bogey palace now. Padding along quickly, confidently. But the thing that concerns me is that that low growl is still there. He normally doesn't do that. Whatever he's smelling seems to be less than good we were going for maybe five minutes, quite a brisk pace when Kiddo suddenly stopped and raised his head so quickly I thought he was going to backflip with momentum Kiddo, what is it? What's wrong? He didn't answer, nor did he look his head turned to the left and that's when we saw it the tree, the infamous tree the word loomed large and fresh Croatoan And just looking at it made me shiver. Without realising it, me and Finn had worked our way close to each other. That feeling of calm that we had? Gone. We had to check it out though. Slowly we walked forward to the tree and stopped about a foot from the trunk. The word was at eye level for me. Finn was shaking but he's brave so brave, and he went on to his hind legs, placed his front paws on the tree and sniffed at the word. He fell back immediately and looked up at me. What is it, wee man? What can you smell? Dragon. Dragon. Oh boy. that's where we'll leave it this time my friends part two of the Rowan mystery will be back in two weeks time if you would be kind enough to listen after the music stops I have a couple of important announcements for you so if you could stay after that would be fantastic in the meantime my friends till we speak again Slancha, you. your good health okie dokie folkies. So, this is the important one. There have been, some of you have been just so kind in donating to the show through the ACAST supporter um, method. thing is, some of you haven't left your name or any details where I can reach you or got in touch with me. If you want to get your merch and things, I need to know who you are. So, if you've donated through the ACAS support thing, please get in touch with me at mirthsandmonsters at yahoo.com. Please. Otherwise, I can't send you anything. So, if you would like to get your rewards for it, please get in touch. mirthsandmonsters at yahoo.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. Time for the shout outs of people who have been so kind as to donate to, donate to me through. ACAS Supporter and Patreon. So, thank you, a huge amount, to Leah. Now, this is the ACAS Supporter one. So, like I mentioned before, not everybody's put their name. So, some people have got the common name of Anonymous. So, Leah, Anonymous, Ringtail, Clara, M, Robin, Rachel, Becky, Lama, Teresa Porto. Hello, Anonymous. A do riddle seventy eight moonbeam anonymous, Maxwell. Hey dude, anonymous 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 anonymous. Joanne, tiny human from Texas. Hey Sam, Juliana, who is incredibly talented and did the Infernal Souls logo. Christine, Ali, anonymous stranger, aka Michelle. <laughs> Loki Lysmith. Uh. Oh, uh, Rachel Melson, Rachel McChuckle, Mc... Rachel McChuckle Muscles Melson, and through Patreon, uh, Ramona, Holly, now names I'll be doubling up on here, but Leah, Ramona, Holly, Christine, Alan, Teresa, Alex, Louisa, von Dutchwoman, Josephine, Ali, Clara, Shian Samantha, Alicia, Shelby, Hadi, Krista, Rachel, Tiffany, Aisling, Tiffany, other Tiffany, uh, Sinead from Andrea, Melissa, Kristen, Ruth, Robin, Maureen, Becky, Terry, Kerry, Mohammed, Brandon, Emerald, Marianne, Cor me. Thank you all so much um, for your generosity. It's... uh. Still kind of bewildering to me, but it's nonetheless appreciated. Um, thank you all very much. And I know I speak to a lot of you through the Facebook group as well, but, you know, we're in the public here. Um, if anybody else would like to join, um, I'm back on Patreon again. So it's www.patreon.com forward slash and Monsters. You get your usual merch rewards, buttons, there's t-shirts, mugs. Badges, stickers, you, you know the deal. Also, I, um, from $3 and up, one of the rewards you get is me reading a Grimm's fairy tale. The most recent one is Hansel and Gretel. And from $8 and up, I'm reading a book over a period of three or four months. And the one I'm doing just now is Hound of the Baskervilles. And the first part of that is an hour's worth of Hound of the Baskervilles plus stickers, badges, for $8 a month. If you'd rather not be a patron to sign up, there you can donate a wee bit through ACAST Supporter. The link is in the, the show notes. Anything is very, very welcome. And me and the furry crew appreciate it. It's a huge deal. The last thing I'm going to mention, and I know I've I've said a lot, sorry. Um, the last thing I'm going to mention is that the, the Discover Pod Awards is on again. Last year, you helped me win it. In the kids and uh, family category, I would absolutely love it if you could take a minute out of your day to vote for us again, um, and quite possibly for Infernal Souls as well. In whichever category you deem fit, I would go with comedy. Yeah, let's go with that, because um, I wouldn't have a chance in true crime. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, again, I'll put the link in the, the show notes. You can find me on Twitter, worth underscore monsters, on Instagram, worth seventy three on Facebook join the Facebook group aka Finn's Fan Club we have a blast in there there's nearly 500 people in there now we have a lot of fun do a Facebook Live every two weeks trying to set up games every two weeks or so it's just great fun and guess what I shall put the link in the show notes for just now though everybody thank you so much if you managed to get to this and <laughs> kept on listening thank you so much Um, I will be back in two weeks. So, till the next time. Taddy fling. Hold
1: up.